Greetings, Wilkinson here. Today, my guests are Claudia Reed and Alan Kramer. Well, before we tell who you are, say hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, Wilkinson. How are you? I'm great. There's so many things you're doing, I can't keep up with them all. So I don't know. We're going to have to jump in somewhere. Before we do that, though, why don't we talk about who you are and where you came from? And then we'll talk about what you're doing here. Okay? Okay. So, Claudia, where are you from? You mean originally? Originally? Yeah, tell, tell a little of your history. Born in the Midwest, grew up in Delaware, uh, spent most of my time in New York before moving to California. Okay. What year did you move to California? The mid-90s? I won't, I won't check it. I think it's like around the mid-90s. <laughs> mid-90s. So you've been here a while. Yes. And you were in Orange County first? I was. Why'd you go to Orange County? Boyfriend and company I wanted to start. Oh. <laughs> Let's combo those together. <laughs> which one lasted? Which one? <laughs> the company. Which one was... What was the company? She Beast. Women's activewear. Oh. Mainly cycling apparel. I was a cool. cyclist. Cool. And then you sold that company at some point? I did. I sold it after 10 years. It's always great to create something and then sell it. Oh, yeah. It was gr- <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. It was fashionable and it was functional. And we were the number one um, seller in all of the REI stores for women's cycling apparel. Wow. Yeah. And that's still in biz now? It is. It's been sold twice. Really? I hope you made a lot of money on it. <laughs> Just gazillions. <laughs> did you? That's great. We're riding on our laurels. All right. So you left Orange County and came to Palm Springs. What brought you here? Aside from the weather, the people, and wanting to get out of the uh, all the traffic in Orange County, uh, that kind of says it in a nutshell. When we were able to move here, because my other half, who's sitting to my right, was very busy traveling around the world and needed to be close to a real airport. Well, but Palm Springs was right. not what it was right. then, you know. So um, we've been here. For six years, almost. Alan, what's your story? Well, I was, uh, I started out on the East Coast too. I was born in Newark, New Jersey, which was a, a charming place to be. New Jersey. Jersey. You got a problem with that? I don't have a problem with that, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so lived there, basically went through high school there. And in um, spring break of my senior year, my parents decided we were moving to California. And they said, well, you can stay here and finish out the year, or you can come to California. So. 1968, California, I'm in. So I've been here since, I've been in California since 68. So I don't hardly even remember anything but California. And got involved, well, went to school here, went to college here, then got involved in the various aspects of the tech industry. So the first part of my career was as a CPU designer, computer designer from the ground up when you actually had to design these things. You couldn't just take a chip from Intel. You had to Designed the memory buses and the CPUs and and everything. And then the second half was all in audio signal processing and psychoacoustics, which was probably a subject for another show. But I actually got forty patents in that in that field. Wow. Okay, uh, I'm glazed over now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. I don't get any of that <laughs> for someone who's and not then, a techie. Uh, also, all through that, I was always uh, since I was eight years old, I played piano and I was a composer and I, for a while I had a recording studio and produced uh, uh, jazz and classical recordings in parallel with that. So that kind of led to where we are now when we reinvented ourselves after coming to Palm Springs. Okay, now we're going to get into that. So tell me all the stuff you do because I've got a list here and it's easiest if you just go through it and then we'll then we'll break it down. 
Okay, well, I'll go so through. So what are you guys doing? Well, the first thing we did uh, about a year after we moved here, we decided to start a YouTube channel, okay. which has evolved in a number of different ways since then. But that was that is Palm Springs' point of view. And essentially, we go out, we find things that maybe the mainstream media doesn't necessarily cover. Okay. And, uh, and talk to the people that are involved and then produce... Pretty much a weekly show. It's not every week, but we, now we do it pretty much uh, once a week when we can. That shows up now as a live stream on Facebook Live on Monday evenings at 7.15. Okay. And, and we'll, we'll put the links to all of this in uh, in the notes. Yeah. And then it shows up on Tuesday morning on our YouTube channel, which again is Palm Springs Point of View. Okay. Then during the lockdown, we uh, we didn't have anything to do. Like many people didn't have anything to do. And we decided on a whim to do a music show. Okay. And uh, since I play the piano when we both sing, we said, well, that sounds like could be a show. Right, right. <laughs> and it was actually Claudia's idea. I went over <laughs> and played the piano and sang something, and she said, we should stream this because nobody has anything to do. I said, oh, yeah, okay. And I started turning the, turn the page to play another song. She goes, no, I mean right now. Like right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> so I duct taped my iPhone to a tripod. No way. <laughs> and we went live on Facebook sideways. The first oh. show was sideways because it's kind of obscure how on Facebook on the phone how you can get it to go Facebook Live, how you can get it to go into landscape mode. You have to go through a swing a chicken over your head or something to make that happen. <laughs> Finally, but the second show we'd figured that out. Yeah, and then people watched, which was surprising. And we actually had people watching from Europe and and uh, and uh, Asia, as well as people in the right. U.S. What great timing, though. Yeah. Really. Well, it turned out that nobody else had anything to do either. So right. a lot of people would plan their day around these shows. We did over 200 of them and obviously got a little more sophisticated technically as things moved on. So we, we so were, you know someone that could do the technical side? Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> okay. a, next to the piano, there's a computer, and I get to play the piano thing and operate the show. At the oh, you're doing that on the side? On the side, yeah. Oh, I, I watched a lot, a lot of them. I didn't notice that. Yeah, well, I try to do it subtly. Claudia wants to say something. Let and as we it. grew, then there were special effects. And like vintage what? commercials and, well. Oh, yeah, I saw some of those. Yeah. But the one, the I think you watched and, the Christmas show as right. an example. A lot of that stuff you saw there on the piano, the little village and the decorations and everything, those weren't real. That was all virtual. Okay. So uh, the best one we did was Claudia played Ringo Starr in a Beatles show. <laughs> and I, I put a virtual drum, drum kit up. And then I put a little tambourine on a stand. I said, that's where the snare is. So you can imagine where all the other stuff is. Right. <laughs> and people oh thought God. there was actual drums there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. One of our friends asked, how did you learn how to play the drums? <laughs> <laughs> really? I just had to hit the hi-hat in the right place, you know, right. without hitting anything, just hitting the hitting air hitting. The air, yeah. <laughs> but we, I did have Ringo, Ringo Starkey, Starkey, Ringo Starkey's son's drum. No, Ringo Starkey's no, drumsticks. No, his son's drumsticks. His son's drumsticks. drumsticks. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, so. Ringo Starr's drum. Ringo Starr's son has makes drumsticks. Okay, so you're doing point of view. Let's hear some more. With the point of view, so the, the uh, show that we did during the lockdown was called Palm Springs Piano Bar. And, and you then, shot that at your home. Then, at our right? home, yeah. Okay. A lot of people would come after the lockdown was over. They'd come to our house for the first time, and they'd say, we're very familiar with that corner of your house. <laughs> <laughs> or the fireplace and the piano. Right, okay. exactly. 
And then, as kind of as a result of that, we were contacted by the Palm Springs Cultural Center, and they had an idea for a show called Martinis and Moxie. Okay. And the con- their concept for the first series was a Frank Sinatra theme. That's right up my alley from a piano and, and vocal standpoint, both of our alleys. And so we said, well, that's interesting. What, are, what would we do? And they said, well... Our idea is to have a cocktail party where there would be martinis and you guys would play and sing. And then we move into the theater and show one of Frank Sinatra's movies. But we added to that. We did the cocktail party and that stayed as the format. That runs about an hour. So we, so where was the cocktail party? In the, the, essentially in the outer lobby of the cultural center. Okay. They All put right. a grand piano in there for All me. All right. So it wasn't upstairs. Talking. No, it was okay. downstairs. Okay. It's always downstairs because that grand piano is downstairs. Well, there's more room, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, it's, it's upstairs and downstairs. So the party's downstairs oh, cool. and upstairs. Yeah. And then after the party, that first series, we would move into the theater and we had a panel and the panel would include people that knew and worked with Frank Sinatra personally. So actual people that yeah, knew him. Yeah, first okay. person kind of stories about Frank. And then we'd show one of his movies. The finale of that, though, we didn't do a movie. We put a, we did a, uh, we had a 15-piece band. And we invited a bunch of different guests to come on the show. And it was kind of like an old-style Dean Martin show or variety wow. show. And that led us into the second season where we did four... Uh, shows of kind of like a 1954 taping of the Dinah Shore show. And we had comedians and we had uh, dancers and singers and all kinds of people on the show. Um, we had some of the old Dean Martin gold diggers that live out here okay. were on the show and performed. <laughs> so that was, that was a crazy season. And then our most recent season, uh, we did three shows. We did uh, the cocktail party and then uh, Bye Bye Birdie. As the first movie, Cocktail Party, Viva Las Vegas is the second. So there's kind of an Anne Margaret theme going on. And then the last show we did, the Right to Rock, Trini Lopez immersive musical okay. in conjunction with the Gan Band and the Dream Boats. And that was a big success. And so we're coming back and doing that show twice again for as a Modernism Week event, twice during the Modernism, Modernism Week in February. Are you going to have season four? Probably will. We've got some ideas about what that is, and the Cultural Center likes having us there. We're partners with them. So okay. we probably come back and do another season. Okay. Anything else going on? Um, Does that pretty well cover the, the main points? Yeah, there's three things, essentially. Palm Springs Point of View, Palm Springs Piano Bar, and Martinis and Moxie. Okay. And, of course, these shows during modernism are not Martinis and Moxie. They're the, specifically the Trini Lopez shows. Right. Yeah. All right, let's give the mic to uh, Claudia here. So let's talk about Point of View. How'd you get going on that? And who's your co-host on there? Well, my co-host is Conrad Angel Corral. And uh, how did we get going on there? Well, we uh, started with one show. I had an idea. Um, it was kind of like the way Piano Bar worked. Like, I've got somebody we want to sh- we want to shoot. I want to interview him. <laughs> da 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 da. Let's do it right. like uh, in two days. You know. Right. So <laughs> that happened. Um, right. How many years ago was that? Um, uh, I want to say, yeah, so okay. five, five years ago, Yeah. really okay. five years ago. Yes, ma'am. Well, 23, 18, might okay. be a few four months and off, a half, four, four and a half, and a half yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. 
So it, it was pretty much solo me interviewing uh, people that we found interesting. There were so many creative people here in Palm Springs and throughout the Coachella Valley, just talking with someone up about their business, about their art. So that just sort of grew and blossomed. And then we met Conrad. Or you meet? Oh, well, that's just, this is a crazy story. <laughs> Something about our little electric Fiat breaking down in front of his house. No way. Yes. Yes. And ding dong. <laughs> oh, you went up to his house and said. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 there was a lot going on there. Yeah. We, we kind of needed to shelter because it took three hours for the tow truck to come. And it was just a minor thing that we hit, you know. We but hit anything. It was a, a loose bolt on the front axle. Oh, a loose bolt on the front axle. Of course. <laughs> Nothing to do with it being electric. Okay, so all was fine. They invited us in. Blah 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 blah. Goodbye. So wait, so your car broke down in front of their house. It finally you decided, got decided let's go up to the house and see who lives there. Say hi. Oh, yeah. And can well, we the, stay for lunch? The coincidence <laughs> is they happen to have a uh, also have a Fiat. Electric Fiat. Right. Which which so, pulled into the driveway as we're sitting in front of their driveway. But we had no idea who they were. They came in. We came in. It was getting cold. It was December. It was evening. They invited us in. They gave us some salad or something. And we said hi, bye. And we never saw them for 10 months after that. We really? We didn't even hardly remember meeting them. And, we hardly uh, remember. Hardly yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And uh, it turned out that well, there they were again at one of the modernism events, that full uh, modernism events with their little electric Fiat. We said hi as two Fiat people, but we didn't make the connection. Oh, you didn't realize? No. no. Wow. It was weird because it was freezing cold winter, I guess, one time, and, and, and they looked different. And then they looked all, you know, uh, mid-mod dappered out at up, the yeah. cul-de-sac experience. Right. And then we said, did we talk about what we were doing? No. Because we just talked about fiats. <laughs> yeah, huh. uh, Conrad was was working with um, Cathedral City. Well, we didn't know that, didn't and know he also that. was doing film reviews. Well, we okay, didn't know any of that. we didn't find that out till. Well, we met them again. We were doing a Palm Springs point of view segment at Oscars covering the Gan Band. Okay, and that was outside, and those two same guys, the Fiat guys, came walking by. <laughs> <laughs> we said, hi how you doing and then we found out conrad said well i do a little show for cathedral city cathedral city tv that goes on cable over there and we said well you know maybe we could work together sometime and uh we decided to have lunch and discuss it and we went over to sparrows i think and we're having lunch and it sounded good like we should work together and i said to conrad uh, where do you guys live? And they said, we live up in the cove up at the top. I said, wait a minute. You're the guys that our car broke down in front of a year, over a year no ago. No way. And they didn't remember it. They didn't remember We that. didn't remember it. And finally, we made the connection. Well, how many martinis went with that salad you got so that you didn't remember anything? Well, nobody remembered anything. It's so weird because it's it not like we... Uh, between all of us, it's not like we blend into the right. environment and look like tourists or right. something. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know how this happened. So anyway, the rest is history. And yeah. Conrad's Claudia's co-host, and we work together. We work together on the shows um, all the time. 
So let me get this right. So the universe put you together three times and you finally got it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> We're kind of sick. It took three times for this to work out. Huh. And I don't remember the first show we did together. Do you? No. But it's out there. They're all out there on YouTube. We kind of went crazy with major events like modernism and right. covering everything. And we decided over the course of a, um, a year or two that really our focus is not as much the major, major, major events, but it's more like an interesting person that may be involved in that, but is is up and coming or under the radar or doing their own thing. That has either, you know, been successful or right. we're truly interested in. And we want to share that with right. our audience. We decided Modernism Week and things like that had their own, they had plenty of uh, publicity. Right. And yeah, they didn't... we totally support that. But it's, it's like, while this is going on, there are people behind the scenes or people that maybe our, are, um, you know, out and about doing their own doing their own thing that's yeah. really interesting to us. So who does your design stuff on your program? Palm Springs point of view? Right. Uh design stuff? Well, like you've got props and you've got outfits. Who does your wardrobe? Cuz you have some pretty fantastic outfits you're wearing oh, a lot of that. Oh, for what I wear, <laughs> I, I mean some we we have I have um actually been supplied by Trina Turk in the past. Oh, cool. Um but most of it is my wardrobe on PS Piano Bar when we started uh going back during the uh lockdown. One mm. of our best friends, Carlos Kiko Cardoza. Okay. <laughs> Interior designer, costume designer, architect, and, you know, all around glam guy and Mr. Creative himself. He would come up with these costumes for me to wear. All we had to do was think of a show that we wanted to do. We wanted to focus on somebody. We'd call him up and say, you know... I want to be Linda Ronstadt tomorrow night. We're going to sing all our songs. Oh, today. tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night, yeah. And he would come to the door, drop off in a bag, because we couldn't be near each other during that time. A bomber jacket, roller skates, tube socks, Wait, where short did he shorts. get all this stuff? Uh, Who knows? Good question, yeah. Huh. You name it, he had it. One of my favorites is when we did The Sound of Music, and she was playing, we were playing every part. Oh no! I just I was I was every person. I was. We did three night series of the sound. Oh no! I was Julie Andrews. I was I was I was Maria. I was Liesel. I was. uh, You were the nun. I was the nun. Yeah. The best part was Mother Superior. The best part was the the Mother Superior costume, which Carlos made in an afternoon out of an inside out T shirt. So the neck of the T shirt went around her. No face. way. And then the T-shirt draped down on either <laughs> side. And then he put a sailor hat on top. And then he put like right. a shroud over the whole thing. It was absolutely yeah, crazy. A giant cross. And 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 so that my mother, well, it was um, Mother Superior? Yeah. yeah. Sister, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then, the, then, then I had to be, you know, like... Um, uh, what was the so long farewell of Wiedersehen? Right. And they all wore, wore their lederhosen. He produces lederhosen, <laughs> a hat, a big long feather, the high wool socks, the boots, the whole outfit. So we had a costume. <laughs> and I added really long yarn braids with little bows just to feminize it a little. <laughs> And I played every every child every yeah. Right. So yeah. Carlos did all that. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I, wow. I added the braids. Wow, <laughs> you know, 
Another classic. So long, farewell, of Vida Saint Adieu. <laughs> Another cl- classic costume of his. He he his, he said that was his favorite. Is when she played the, uh, and you have to see this to believe it. She played the uh, Playboy Easter Bunny. Oh. It was it was our Easter show, but I kind of uh, um, I heard the word bunny, and I kind of um, you went bunny. Got a little confused. <laughs> and he made if you see the photographs, he made the the collar and the and the things that go you know the, the wrist, around, things, wrist yeah. things and cuffs. all the cuffs. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that all with some kind of plastic material, and then he drew the cufflinks and things on these things. So when you see it on the video, they look real. He shadowed them and everything so they wow. but they're just drawn on this on this plastic and he had it all done in one day and i wore a bustier next to nothing uh fishnets and then i <laughs> stuffed peeps into my bustier oh, no. <laughs> which when i hopped like a bunny they went flying out to, to our viewers like then, then he made a tail a little yellow tail oh, yeah. out of a what was that a shower scrunchie or something? shower scrunchie you know that you want you know <laughs> right. a little tail so, oh my god so those were the fun things that we did but that was mostly during our lockdown shows and for PSPOV it's just sort of my mostly my own wardrobe but then for our martinis and moxie shows at the cultural center all in period costumes so for the dinosaur variety shows which were full-blown variety shows with guests with everything i wore my dinosaur wig a 50s frock and um, kind of kept in character on stage, right? And then you were for the Trini show. You were who were you? Nancy Sinatra. Wow. Of course. So where did you get those outfits? Vintage shopping. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wig shopping. Go go boot shopping. <laughs> Do you have any you spare know. wigs? Because I'm, I'm I'm bald, you know. <laughs> I think you'd look. Uh, Anne Margaret, Anne Margaret. The Anne Margaret. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So. Now is that like an auburn colored wig or what? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of hot rollers going on. Well, <laughs> you can take turns answering this, but uh, what's your favorite thing about doing all this? Hmm. You mean the prep work or the performance All or the, just uh, what you're doing, what you're involved well, in? What, why I do you love, do it? I love performing. I, I believe that would be the same for you. Yeah, I really enjoy uh, uh, I'm amazed that I'm, I, I get to perform because for years I'd always, you know, I'd perform at our own parties and we'd have these soirees at home and right. I'd play and sing and everything. Wait, and, wait, wait. You had parties and you did not invite me? <laughs> that's back in Orange County. We okay. known All you. future parties. Well, that's no excuse. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'd watch TV and I'd go, I'd see these people singing and performing. I'd go, you know, I could do that, but I guess I'm getting too old now. I'll never have a chance. And then all of a sudden, we come to Palm Springs and anything's possible in Palm Springs. And so now we're performers. And the other thing I like about it is I like to make people happy. Right. Exactly. And and people seem to enjoy these shows. Right. I mean, during the lockdown, people told us they were a lifeline. And there's nothing that's more gratifying than that. Right. Well, and what was interesting was when we had the couple lifts when, you know, the air was clear and you could invite people. We had live audiences at home and it oh. was so much fun. We still do that occasionally. We had for a Christmas show, we had. Right. 
three people. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> but that, we did that have was a, a little on the wild side. We had a few so parties. Carlos was one of those people. Yeah. Right? Oh, exactly. Right. Okay. <laughs> and he and he he's come on as Santa uh, oh, in the past yeah. for a show that we we aired a couple years ago and then re-aired it and this time he kind of jumped on with me while I sang Santa Baby. Cool. Uh, but we had like friends come over and be live audience which is always fun right. because we love that personal in- interaction which was what we get with our live performances. Yeah, and then a few months ago we did when the when the Queen passed away. We did the uh, show called the Queen's Play- Playlist. Playlist. Wait. <laughs> and we uh, we researched what all her favorite music was. Really. We performed that. We performed about seven, eight. eight songs that were favorites of the queen and carlos came on as a what is he he was a viceroy of something he was all you wouldn't believe it the way he was dressed (laughs) had the top hat and he had the the tie and the and the waistcoat he was the king of cardozia okay (laughs) oh my gosh all vintage top hat tails everything crest crest um Jewel, I mean jewels, you name it. I mean, it was any well, state. He must have a, a warehouse. I mean, for all the things I, you're talking I, about. He's just very organized with his costumes. <laughs> wow! And he stays in character. Oh, does he? So it's perfect. <laughs> wow! So, Carlos, you need to listen to this podcast because huh. it's all about you, babe. <laughs> I think Carlos should be on this podcast. I was thinking he that. He should. Yeah. He should. Right. So where are you guys going from here? What's coming up? Well, I mentioned earlier, we're uh, the, the Trini Lopez uh, immersive musical, The Right to Rock, was a big hit in December. And uh, we we decided to do it two more times in February during Modernism Week. And then it became a Modernism event. And it's on the Modernism calendar. And it's ticketed through Modernism now. Well, wow. and what's great is it's going to be a fantastic... It, it, it is a fantastic, it's proven event. Um, but it's... Alan and myself doing our martini bar that we do on stage. It's the, if you have whoever seen my name is Lopez, the amazing documentary by P David Ebersol and Todd Hughes, the Ebersol Hughes company produced by the Gann band, Joan and Gary Gand. Actually, we have clips from that. That And we come to life as an immersive musical with the Gan Band, the Dreamboats, myself as Nancy Sinatra on stage while we're talking to Trini and Trini is talking to the audience and the music comes live. So it's a really, really, really fun event. So we have two events. That's February 17th and the 24th at the Palm Springs Cultural Center. It's going to be a really, really fun time. Sounds great. So, Alan, yes. you have another job you do. We got to do a little plug on that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I've always been into, involved in technology since I was like five years old. And as and obviously, I was in that industry. And people started asking me to do things in their homes. Like, I've got problems with my Wi-Fi. I've got problems right. with my TVs. I've got you know, my computer. Um and uh, I pretty much cover all of that with a little little business I have called Tech Palm Springs. Okay. And I can come in and do everything from get your 
Wi-Fi squared away, get your network squared away to um, update uh, your TVs um, to the latest streaming technology to smart home technology. Our house is completely automated. We just talk to it and all the lighting does what we want oh, it wow. to do. And uh, so uh, basically all of that, all of those things, and also IT sort of things, help people with their computers and Cover that whole gamut, PC or Mac, and uh, or or phones. Sometimes people ask me to come help them with their phones and show them how to do things or take get their phones squared away because they're yeah. having problems with them. So it's a fun business. It's another it's another little thing where you make people happy. I love right. going. Somebody's completely perplexed. Like last week, I had a client that was he said as a joke. He said, "I'm you know I'm ready to pull out a revolver here." <laughs> and when I came, I knocked. I, I rang the doorbell. He goes, "Did you bring the bullets?" <laughs> Wow. Well, it took me about an hour, a little over an hour, and he walked. Uh, I walked out. He had a big smile on his face, and everything was taken care of. Wow. What about automating studios like Nancy Worthington's museum? Totally automated. Well, yeah, I did a, a, a little museum where we I completely automated. She's a sculptor, Nancy Worthington, that does these kinetic sculptures. Okay. And they move, and they have motors and lights and everything on them. Right. And she had. 30 of them or so in the museum and no way to really control them. The way she had was almost impossible to use. And so I completely voice automated her entire museum. And then she said, I'm getting tired when people come in. I have to explain the sculptures over and over again. So I put QR codes on all of them and recorded her. Uh, speaking about so she them. says it one time and that's it right. says it one time it's like right. when you go to a real museum right. now well, right. it is a real museum right. well it is a real museum but like you go right. to LACMA and you can see an exhibit and it'll be the same you put your headphones on and you listen yeah so right. people can point their phone at and they see a picture of the sculpture so you make sure you're looking at the right one and while that's on she's explaining the, what it is and the history of it and things like cool. that cool we'll put a link so that uh, all of us non-techies can get a hold of you yeah, yes. and and honestly, I don't know. I I have a, I find it very difficult to live without smart home technology. If we're traveling, staying with friends, staying in a hotel, I start going, Alexa, turn on. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, nothing's happening. Where am I? You know, oh no, because. It's a way of life for us, not for a lot of people. I think a lot of people are afraid of it, but, you know, you shouldn't be because it really is a game changer. Imagine your lights, your shades, everything just working, you know, on the dime. And we we like to control our environment. Like we have lights for dinner time. We have lights for movie time. We have lights for cocktail time. I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. Yeah, say movie time and the lights change in the house and the TV oh, the TV, TV automatically comes on. comes on and everything and away we go. <laughs> oh, brother! All right, last question. So I always ask everybody, what have you learned in your life that you could pass on to my uh, listeners? What's the main thing? How do you how do you run your life? Well, I think what I I learned is never stop learning and use fear as your best friend. When you have these ideas about maybe what you want to do next or dream of, I should have done this and I should have done that, relax, visualize it, and do it. I mean, I thought when I sold my company, maybe that's it. I, you know, but then I thought, 
no, that's not it. There's so many more things I want to do. Right. And if you don't jump into it, you'll always be regretting and that's how you get old. So I think always learn something new, always experience something new and go for what you fear most that you really believe that you would love to do and share with people. Excellent. Alan. Kind of playing off that, I've learned a lot of times I I self-impose limits or I used to self-impose limits. Well, I can't do that. Right. That's not going to work. That's never going to work. And I've kind of gotten past that now. And when I see what we've been able to accomplish here since we've been in Palm Springs, I say, well, there is no limit. I can do anything I want. I can get up on a stage and sing in front of a 15-piece band. Right. Or or I can uh, fix just about anything anybody has a problem with in their house. And I can produce these. I have a vision of what I want to produce for our shows or promos. And I can create anything I can imagine. So there's right. really there's really no limits. As Claudia says, we just go out there and, and just start doing it. And she's been great with that because I'll go, yeah, yeah, like at the beginning of the lockdown shows. Yeah, okay. And I'm starting to turn the page. And she says, no, I mean now. Now. (laughs) Or the beginning of Palm Springs Point of View. She says, I was just kind of thinking about it. And she said, we have have an appointment this afternoon to do a show. The first show was a chicken ranch. Oh, wow. And so I quickly ran out, got the microphone I thought I needed, found a camera and went down there and we shot a show at Chicken Ranch that afternoon. (laughs) Well, I might be the jump starter, but he is the genius behind everything we do and more. I don't know how this guy does it. You know, masterminding everything all at once from, I say, front of the house to back of the house, right? <laughs> the right. creative, the left brain and the right brain right together with this guy. Well, right. the, lockdown, the, the, the live streaming shows are fun because I'm playing the piano, singing, and also <laughs> out next to me on the right-hand side, I have the computer that's running right. the show all at the same time. <laughs> and I have no idea what's really going on. Right. I'm just like singing, what's the song? What's next? What do I say? You know, just right. engaging. And, and he's doing a million things at right. once. But it's all possible. Right. <laughs> it is. Good word. Oh, and it, we've also learned that it's possible that married couples can work together without killing each other. Oh. Our rehearsals can be challenging sometime. <laughs> you know, right. uh, th- what do you mean that key? I, I'm not going to change the key for this. I'm not. I'm like, it's two of us, right? <laughs> you know what? I I know how to walk over to the piano and find my find my key, my starting note, right? Right. And we're still together. I do. We're going on I, twenty years. Now. Start here. Excellent. <laughs> well, you guys are real fun. Thank you for coming in. It was a good one. Thank, Thank you, you, Wilkinson. This is fantastic, yeah. and we love your podcast. Thank we look you. forward to having you on our show. Yeah, you're going to be on our show next. That'd be a first live and in person. Uh We'll see your face. All right. Yeah, I'm the mystery mystery man. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.